Welcome to Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. At the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book files from the library, maybe some backups of some other stuff. And if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives. So I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir. But we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir. I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Primer on KKNX. Phishing has all kinds of forms, and the technology blog has covered several different articles covering it, as well as several different podcasts, including Security Box Podcast number five. Don't forget the Tech Podcast 345 as well also covered this. There's a very interesting article that deals with different types of fishing called tricky types of fishing that can produce documents for free or low cost, such as Google Documents. We'll step through this article a little bit and we'll see what people think of this particular types of fishing. 
We're also going to have news, notes, and Michael in Indiana, who's going to talk to us about the telephone lines. More specifically, how bad it was and what he feels in the security landscape. All of this on the Security Box, podcast number 10. Good morning, everybody. I am Jared Reimer. Welcome to the Security Box. On the last minute, we also found a very interesting Krebs on Security article that we're going to cover, too. It was sort of a yesterday, read it, thought it would be good for the podcast. We did confirm Michael and Indiana for this afternoon at 1 Pacific, 3 Central, so we'll give him a call then. And, uh, all of that. I'll be setting up the phone line. It's not up yet. Skype is, but the phone line itself isn't. I have to set it up for people to be able to call in. It's not set up for that yet. Well, it's been a very interesting week in the security landscape, folks. Uh, It has definitely been a very interesting week. You know, you've got malware out there that now has the ability of staying up through backbone services. So that's that's quite interesting. We'll cover that in a little bit. Microphone. Oh, here we go. We're now making the phone lines available for calling. And uh, you know we've been sort of on a phishing and scam deal lately. I think it's important to cover it because of the fact that the landscape has changed so much since people have 
been known to you. Be swindled in all sorts of stuff. And I found a very interesting article that talks about websites like Google Documents, which are legitimately used to collaborate on projects. But there is tricky tricky types of phishing now. And they utilize a wide variety of services, including Google Docs. So we know that the internet's been a dispensable tool. But you know that phishing schemes are served by various different websites. Even ones that you may trust that have been compromised. So websites that have spoofed domains, such as paypai.com instead of paypal.com. Now, when I first built a website and I started a homepage, I played with a service I don't think is around anymore called Homestead. And it was a website builder. But now the big website builder out there is WordPress. People have actually built websites with WordPress. I look at WordPress as a blogging platform, not as a website builder. But hey, it's free. You can install it using your web host or you can go get a WordPress.com account And if you pay for it, you can even buy a domain and point it over there and uh, be able to have low-cost hosting with just a blog. And websites can be configured within a few minutes. I think my uncle had a website through WordPress and he... Uh, built it in a little while. Now, forms such as, you know, what you would fill out uh, on the internet for various things like applications and such could be used. And there's lots of different builders out there. There are 13 different sites out there. Most of these I've not heard of. The first one is 123formbuilder.com. 
of course, docs.google.com. That's the most... That is the most popular out there. Form.simplesurvey.com. Formpl.us. Forms.gle. Forms.office.com. Formtools.com and smartsurvey.co.uk, United Kingdom uh, uh, domain.co.uk. I don't know what .gle is. It must be one of Google's short uh, shorteners. Supersimplesurvey.com survey dot cervic dot com survey gizmo serves dot com zfrmz dot com a lot of these I don't even know anything about but these sites I mean I use Google Docs all the time I mean that's how I wrote some of my articles for uh, publication on the internet. One time the website, the computer actually turned itself off. We had a power outage. When the power did come back on, um, the uh, file was saved in Google. Emails may contain advisories from Microsoft um, dealing with Office 365 accounts or Outlook.com accounts saying your accounts do expire, your password will expire and you need to update it and uh, Microsoft Forms is another tool listed in this particular article And they've got photos and other types of things in here. Now here's the takeaway. I'm not going to go through any more of this. There's photos and, and, and all sorts of things. And... Uh, It's a very interesting topic because you can't trust anything anymore. It's come to a point where we just can't trust it. Now, if I send you a Google document, I'm going to send it directly through the sharing tool at Google. I'm not going to just send you a link. I'm going to tell you what I'm sending. 
and uh, what it's for right there in the email you'll see why I'm sending it to you it'll come from me I'll greet you I'll tell you why I'm sending it and with the way the internet is now we must tell people what we are sending when I send out Menvy's newsletters and journals and things to our subscribers we tell them attached are multiple copies of the of the journal in multiple formats for you to have It has to be that way. And the other thing is that these emails still might come from a particular address that isn't familiar. I believe Google, if you share the document with somebody, Uh, will have it coming from your address and your name. Now you can email an attached copy right there from Google. You tell it what format you want, it prepares it. You fill out a little form with the email address. You fill it out as an email message and you send it. That's how I would share a document with somebody using Google Documents. I would not send them a link from some unknown email address that they don't know about. And if they got an interesting looking email, they can go directly to my domain or my personal domain and read about me. I don't send email from some address that nobody can verify. If they if they want to see, well, who's this? And they go to the subdomain, they can see that it's my personal page. And then they can link back to my main page if they want. Then go, oh, there's a main domain. Let's go there. So that's that's that article. I mean, there's there's lots of different examples of of various things that is talked about that I've decided to skip. But in in the wake of of the way we are running nowadays with COVID still on the rise and things, we must be aware of how we send files and let people know. Now, if you're not using Google Documents or any of these services, and you're just using Word, and you attach a document, 
tell your customers or the people that you're sending email to what you're sending. Metro does the same thing, Metro Los Angeles. Here's a copy of, of all of the stuff for the uh, meeting that will be held you know, at this date and this time. And if we were going to be there, they'd tell us. Lately, they've been all online. But they also included, for those people who can't download attachments, uh, the information at the body of the email. Now, I wouldn't go that far. But I would still state that attached are these documents that you've requested. And if I'm able to, I tell them what the file names are. It's just the way we have to work today, I think. It's unfortunate that we have to work that way now. Back when I started on the internet, we uh, had a trust relationship. We were able to just send documents and uh, they were able to get there. But as the landscape grew, and, you know, worms and viruses and Trojans like Melissa and My Doom and some of these viruses that and worms that started the whole security problem. Uh, it turned out that we can't do it that way anymore. And that is unfortunate. It's 11.18 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time. I'm Jared Reimer. You've got the security box. So that's a little bit about uh, tricky phishing. Emails that come in that aren't... Uh, that, may, that may do something. I got one, I think, the other day. I think it was an email sent through one of my contact forms. It was a very lengthy URL. And uh, it said it was for something, but the name on the contact form didn't make any sense. Of course, it wasn't a valid uh, phone number by the looks of it. So I didn't bother to go looking at it. You know, speaking of uh, documents, uh, some time ago, before this podcast and show were ever thought of, I uh, got several emails saying, I'm interested in, in a position in your company. You know, here's my resume. Um, let me know if there's any open positions. I thought, huh, you know, I don't have any position, any openings, but I'll take a look at this resume and see what it's about. You know, if I have something, I'll contact them. Well, 
Microsoft Word wouldn't open it. It gave me an error. And I sent it to somebody and said, hey, uh, tell me if you can open this document. And uh, they told me no. And I thought, you know, I don't know who this is. I don't uh, know them, but since they're showing an interest in this company, I'll send them an email and tell them politely that I can't read their Word document. And it was whatever KB. I don't remember what the size of it was. And, you know, I never got another copy. I wrote them and said, I'm trying to read your resume you sent. And I can't open it, so please resend a copy. I'd love to you know to see what you have to offer. And they never sent it. Never sent another copy. Let's see. Where's my resume? Oh, there it is. So this copy of my resume is 17.5K. It's a small file. It's a DLCX file, but it's a it's a it's a Word document for newer Office programs. But even the .dlc version would be a little bit smaller, 10 to 15K. So those small files, I think that file could have been a, a K or two, 1K or 2K. I should have known. They could, if macros were in, were, uh, open for that document I could have gotten bit I think they were trying to unleash something onto the computer but word said macros are disabled would you like to enable it and I said no I want to read the document without macros there's you know word Resumes don't include macros, or shouldn't. Never got it to open. 818-921-4976 is my number. Tricky email. Attachments and links that you're not expecting.
You can't even ex you can't even trust the URL shorteners anymore. They're being maliciously used. Talked about a service on my tech podcast, cut.us, C-U-T-T dot U-S. And they have various other domains. And I reported so many of these URLs as bad. You put a tilde and you could get stats as you know how many times it's been reported and you could see the the URL of where it, it was going and i looked at some of these and some of these were going to strange looking URLs redirecting wise it's just it's awful today it's really bad can't even trust a, a URL shortener which could be used to make long URLs sendable that's what you want to use it for but I refuse to use them I would really love to use to get my own that's what I'd like to do If you are listening via the podcast, when the podcast becomes available and you have comments, you can always email or iMessage me at either J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com, text or WhatsApp 804-442-6975. Now, if you want a voice message to be played, you have a couple of options. You can use... WhatsApp, that's the preferred method, 804-442-6975. You may also call the voicemail line if you're able to do that. The number is 641-715-3800. And the extension is 9696709. I am Jared Reimer. You've got the security box, and the phone lines are now open if you would like to give me a call to talk to me about our first topic, uh, the tricky form of phishing. How are you going to know that the document that might be sent to you using you know, a, a service like Google Docs is one that you're expecting got to be a very interesting uh, thing that you uh, need to learn about. How are you going to protect yourself? What strategies are you going to use? It's Wednesday, September 16th. I'm happy to be with you here on the independent channel of 98.6 The Mix. If you're listening live, you can also tweet me at 986 The Mix. I'll monitor that for uh, comments as well. You could have some international callers uh, that don't uh, have the capability of calling internationally, and they can tweet at me, and I can read their comments on the air that way too, if, you, if you'd like.
one of our former DJs actually mentioned on me uh, us on Twitter the other day and said that I was feel, uh, sounding tired, and I was on Sunday. Uh, I, I just felt absolutely drained with all of the news and all of, you know, I want to catch up on what is going on. I, you know, with all of their um, events going around, there are a couple of things I wanted to check on, and you end up hearing all this sad news. Just, I just felt drained. So yes, I was tired on Sunday. Again, my number is 818-921-4976. The phone lines uh, should be open if you would like to give me a call. And uh, if you have me on Skype, my username is J-A-R-E-D-R. And the number 80. Uh, You don't have to have me on Skype. You can just call in. The phone line is open. So iOS 14 is coming out tomorrow. And uh, for information on it, uh, there is a couple of blog posts from AppleVis covering it. There's a lot of new features. And some of it might be The security box. Hello. Um, can I wait? Hold on. Can I say something? Yes. I'm a little confused about. I'm. I'm. I'm a little confused about something. <clears throat> I thought that the only thing you could send in a in a in a text or attachment are viruses. How is that? How exactly is that? Like, um, what do they call them? Oh God, I don't know. The the, the how how would that be like anything other than a virus? Like you're calling it what? Well, there's different spyware. There's different types. I mean, I don't there, know. There's... My brain is, is going nuts here. Well, there's different types, okay? There's there's the typical virus, which could do anything from wipe your computer out. There's a Trojan, which could you know, do some damage, but its goal isn't to wipe you out. It's to just cause some havoc. There's malware, which, which all it wants to do is spread. It... it it could wipe you out if it's the ransomware type, which has been more prevalent as of lately. It's up, uh, ransomware is up a good, you know, hundred and something percent since last year, according to Trend Micro numbers. Um, all of that can be sent as an attachment. Um, back when, back when, um, Melissa, um, which was a worm, uh, was around, or I love you. There was actually a virus, you know, worm called. Yeah, I, I remember you. that one. 
Um, you couldn't yeah. send that in your in your subject line, or people would definitely think it was infected, even if it wasn't. It actually infected you by sending you an attachment. It would not do anything unless you opened that attachment. But as you will learn through the years um, of of being on the internet, you don't necessarily have to open these things now uh, some of them uh, auto run through the vulnerability in either the mail client or you know the web application you know just by a preview by previewing okay the, so it's the, like it's like an autoplay you don't even click it and it's playing in the background of your system um, not exactly, not, not exactly like autoplay. Some of them could act like autoplay, um, but some of them still actually need to be run. And some of them, even if you just downloaded the message, um, if your preview pane was on in, in a mail client and you arrowed to that message, it would run it. And, um... Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's yeah. getting tricky. But but this is this is what some people might have missed through the last 20 years because back in the day you were safe opening an email and looking at it. But you know, look at look at a lot of the the you know you know, try and look up some of the older virus names. Your best bet would be to to go up to Trend Micro's uh, encyclopedia. You can do a search for Trend Micro Encyclopedia, and I bet you that in there it will talk in great detail about some of the older viruses, worms, and trojans that have been around the internet for a long time. Like Nimda, for example, took out Superior's website because it targeted web servers that were running on Windows and they didn't have to do a thing. All it had to do was propagate. And huh. it targeted us and our whole our whole domain was down while they tried to tried to fix it. It was it 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 was nothing compared to what things are today. Damn. The ransomware, right, well. you open a file. All you have to do is open a file, whether it's delivered by a link or whether they send it as an attachment. And so that is up to, up to the actor on how they want to try and get you to, 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 to do their bidding. And, of course, what you could do is you could look up um, a website called VirusTotal. It's a project that actually um, will scan a file or a URL and will give you results based on a <clears throat> list of many different types of antivirus products, whether you have it on your system or not. And if it's, uh, and 
if it's a file that's been known before, you can look at history of how many times it's been submitted. And so this is sort of like an online scanner that can be used. And and maybe um, I'll have some time and maybe we could look, I can bring JAWS up and we can look at virus total together and we can we can sort of move around its website and maybe i can upload something i don't have anything you know malicious mind you but you know if i wanted let's say find my resume and say all right uh is my resume clean (coughs) then uh i can do that oh okay yeah, this is this wow. is Wow. All new... right. Well, I'll let everybody else come and say their two cents, but uh it's obviously complex now. <laughs> yep, it's not like it used to be. You used to be able to send attachments back and forth. Here's my here's my word document of of what you requested. You can't do that today. Here's my oh, resume. Hell no. It's the latest copy. It's in a word document. Um, this is what the file name is. You know, it's called Jared Reimer Resume DLCX. You know, it's got my name in it. Um, you know, uh, you wow. can't rely on some of the emails that say it's scanned by um, by some sort of antivirus. <coughs> um, uh, Those can be fraudulent, can't now. they? Well, yes. Um, People can go in there and just write it in there like it was. Yes. um, Back in the day, um, some of the antivirus programs would embed into your emails that that the email was scanned by such and such a product. But I I don't think I'd even rely on that today. I've seen emails that indicate that they were scanned with such and such a product. And I... I don't know if it was... I don't remember now if it was sent through my contact forms or what, but, um, you know, what if it was a direct email, um, you know, and they started sending me whatever they wanted, and the, in the, at the bottom it said, scanned by, you know, Norton or AVG or whatever product they were using. <coughs> I don't think I can buy that now. Not today. No. Ten years ago, maybe. I don't even know, other than Windows Defender, any other antivirus that works with 10. Trend Micro, Trend it has Micro a, Security. It has a fit. Yeah, Trend Micro Security would probably be your best else. bet. It's a paid product, though. Uh, but they've got lots of technology in there that does URL scanning. So when you're sitting on a web page, when you go to the website, it goes and checks all of the other, you know, connected connecting web pages that might be there. When I was using that product, there was a portion of a web page that actually said it was blocked, but it allowed me to view whatever I was wanting to view from that page while blocking the other content. Um, there's uh-huh. AVG by Grisoft. Uh, there's FSecure's uh, products at fsecure.com. Um, there's, there's all sorts of stuff 
um, out there that 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 could do that. I, I would personally recommend Tread Micro. I don't think Windows Defender is worth anything. Uh, they sure haven't helped me anything. I've had somebody sent me something, and it was I, it was an executable, I think, and I just saved the file. I'm like, let's see how Windows Defender works with this, and it never picked it up. It uh-uh. never picked it up. It was on. I left it sitting on my machine. I knew where it was. I knew not to run it. It did not do a thing with it. That type of program does not work today. Um, no. Even though you know it, 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 it. To be fair, Windows Defender actually did pick up some stuff that it found when it scanned my computer in full, um, and it did quarantine it. But I don't think it's perfect. And no antivirus company is oh, going to be perfect. Oh, hell no. No, no antivirus gonna, company is going to be perfect. There are going to be false positives. But you want something that is going to pick up these things, even if it doesn't know anything about it. If it, It's supposed to run the file, and if it detects that something malicious is going to happen, it'll let you know. And I'm sure that if I ran that file, I would have been dead. Happily, happy listening, people. Eight one eight nine four nine seven six is my number. If you would like to call in and, uh, uh you know ask about what's going on the the problem i mean jennifer there is cited so she can use any of these products but the problem is is that the blind community doesn't really have very many options um andy um was recommending um a product i don't remember what it was called um it's a malware um I think it was malware bytes, and that's another product. Um, but I don't know it, if it would pick up a lot of this stuff. Uh, this is this is something that that uh, I mean I was interested in it, and I I told him I would go look at it, and then that was the time that Firefox was giving me a bunch of fits. Um, so I never really <clears throat> was able to do it, but. Their blog is good too. I mean, I, I found some interesting things over there on their blog. You've got the security box with Jared Reimer, and uh, I want to uh, allow other uh, people to go ahead and call on in at 818 Oh, there's my drink. 818 921 4976. Mm. That was a very interesting question. Um, but I, you know, your brain, <clears throat> your brain is going to be the uh, end all if you don't trust where it's coming from. I wouldn't even bother saving it or trying to run it through a, uh, through a virus scanner. Your intellect is going to tell you 
if you got an email from me and it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm sending you a resume and you're suspicious of it, go to my website, find the contact form and send me an email and tell me that you got this particular file and ask me if I sent it. I may ask you for a copy of the emails so that uh, I can see it. Because just because it has my name on it doesn't mean it has any valid email address <clears throat> that I use along the network. I wouldn't try and communicate with them today. I did many years ago when I got that invalid work document that I said that I got some time back. I never got an email back, but I felt safe enough to do it then. I don't care that it validated my address. I wanted to let, let them know that it wasn't, that I couldn't read it. Oops, I wanted to see. Oh god, okay. I'm yawning now. So I know we got a few listeners up, so feel free to comment. You can do that at any time. My email address is J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. Text or WhatsApp, 804-442-6975. Let's go ahead and uh, take a break, play a track or two, and then uh, coming up next hour, news notes, and then my second uh, article, which I, I thought might, might be of interest. You know what? Let's play some Carol King. I feel the earth move. This comes from a two-disc set. Natural Rumen, the old collection, 19, uh, 1968 to 1976, disc one. Here is a track. I feel. The Earth. Move. 
I don't want it playing twice now. But that's okay. Uh, that was Chicago. What kind of man would I be? It says it's a remix from Chicago. From an album. Greatest hits... 1982 to 1989 and what it tried to replay was Carol King's I feel the earth move so Michael in Tennessee um um Sent me a link from ABC News in regards to Newhall uh, telling students not to log on to their network because of a potential ransomware. I haven't read it. I may end up uh, pushing this article until next week because I want to read this in full. But this is not the this is not the first school. That has had ransomware problems. Uh, in fact, um, I believe in my news notes, uh, ransomware from uh, uh, targeting Harvard in Connecticut, their school system uh, is in is in news notes for this week, and uh, you know that's a little. That's a little problematic. I mean, we we've talked about these very dangerous uh, things out there, and uh, it's now turned into ransomware. And uh, all you gotta do is run it, and it can even be done automatic now. You don't even have to do anything. Just have your cursor on the message. That's it. That's, you know, the preview is, is going to be not your friend in this case. Uh, Michael was telling me about this on Livewire yesterday. And uh, it, I do want to read this article in full to understand what's going on. I may blog about this um, after the show. Uh, but I don't have enough knowledge on this one. Uh, Michael, if you want to call in... Um, in Tennessee, uh, you may do that. The phone number is 818-921-4976, and I'll, I'll bring you on and let you talk about it since you know more about this than I do. Um, it's approaching the top of the hour here on the independent channel of 98.6 The Mix. And the independent channel, this is the security box, and uh, I'm going to give Michael a chance to to call on in before we call uh, uh, Michael in Indiana uh, here in an hour. Uh, so Michael in Tennessee, if you're listening to me and you want to come on, um, I will bring you on and you can talk more about this uh, article and then I'll, tr I'll get it into the show notes. Um... Because I don't, I don't know, I I don't really have time right now to to deal with um, trying to read it unless I do. Oh, this will work. 
I'll let him use this stuff. Alright. Uh, Michael? Yes? Will, uh... Why aren't I... I'll, 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 uh, so, um, alright, you're on my, you're on my Google, which is fine, um, whoa, uh, why don't you talk to us about, I can call back on the other number, that's better. yes, actually it is, uh, that way everybody can hear you, so, uh, do that, please, okay, thank you, 818-921-4976, is the number. It is the better number to call. It's all right. Um, let's see here. All right, Michael, you're on. So, uh, go ahead, please. Yeah, I was, um, I, this is really sad when your kids start getting targeted. That's basically what this is, is a school system in Newark, um, Newhall, I'm sorry. Newhall. Um, Newhall, um, uh, California, um, that um, got attacked by ransomware. Now, the school system had spoken with a company to resolve the problem. This happened on Tuesday. So this is, uh, um, this is, um, this is new. Um, but it happens every day, folks. Um, the bad guys wanting money. They will withhold information, and, you know, and so, this, like I said, the school system is working with a company to fix the problem, and it, it just, it, um, and they were hoping to have the system, the uh, remote learning system back online on Wednesday, um, I've not, um, I just heard about this, um, just on the six, six o'clock note on ABC seven, um, out of LA. I, uh, um, I uh, sometimes go to other nurse sources to see what's going on in other areas. So I, I, you know, when when the kids cannot learn, um, you know, it's it, it's sad. What, well, we covered the Harvard one in news notes, um, and uh, you know that's out in Connecticut, and eighteen thousand students in that district. Uh, I haven't seen anything new, but that article's up on the tech blog as part of the news notes from last week. Uh, so you might want to check that out and let me know what you think of that. Yeah. 
I, I, I will. I, and, and, you know, I had some accessibility problems with the ABC7 website, so um, I, uh, and I can't, uh, I don't know, we'll have to revisit this next week. Um, but I just, I just yeah, I'll get this sad. article read and we'll, we'll touch on it for sure in detail next week once I once I get a chance to read it I sent it over to my email to read later yeah that that's just that that was just my um my I, I'm just disgusted by this I mean it's enough that hospitals get attacked every day it seems like this kind of stuff is happening and it seems to be happening more um and you know why that is, right? Oh, uh, they're taking advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, that, that's part of it. Correct. Um, you don't read that in circles like Trend Micro and such all the time. They're, they're saying they're taking advantage of this because of COVID. And, and, and that's, you know... Goods it's closed down, you know, in person, and remote learning is the best way to to do it. And when when that can happen, that just puts uh, uh, you know, it's not anything that we can do to to. Uh, Stop this kind of activity. I mean, there has to be something that can be done to stop it. And if so, what? And that that's just the problem. I think nowadays, you know, you've been reading this as much as I have. A lot of this is, is coming from outside the United States. This isn't necessarily inside the United States. I mean, it, it can be, but... Uh, it's not necessarily the case that these attacks are coming from within our own borders. I mean, we know that Russia's up to stuff. We know that China's up to stuff. And we know that, that you know, Kazakhstan and some of these other, you know, high-profile places where, you know, crime's sort of the norm over there. So yeah. They're gonna, right? So... This, this stuff is just coming from other areas of the world. And, now, there, you know, there, there uh, may be people in the United States, like we saw with Facebook, where it was an inside U.S.-based, you know, job, but how many of these do we find in the news every day, Michael? I'm sorry, I, not Facebook, Twitter. I, sorry. I, I, I've lost count. I mean, there's just so many, um, and and you know, and there is there anything the government can do, which is you know to help school systems, hospitals, you know, to uh, to make this more difficult to. 
for them to get into the systems that's being attacked. I mean, that's the question of the day. I mean, it's, you know... Are, are you expecting anything? Trump? Are you expecting... Some, I mean, I don't... <laughs> are you expecting Trump to to do something when we know that he has it colluded with Russia already? Do we know that for that? Um, I mean, without turning this political, do, do, if yeah. if Joe Biden if Joe Biden were to win this year, now we know we know he's apparently had some issues. I don't know how true they are. I don't follow it anymore because everybody just makes up a whole bunch of crap. But if he's if he's fit enough to, to, to serve in office and he wins, do you think he would be interested in doing something to try and curtail this? Or do you think this is just going to be an ongoing problem for our generation? I mean, you're, you're, in, you're in your 30s. You know, I'm approaching 40. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know uh, if if Biden would um, would attempt to do anything about it, if he got it, you know, elected, but um, we, we we all know something needs to be done um, because it, you know. Hospitals and school systems has personal information on everybody, um, and you know, and what's good, you know, the 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 electric grid is another situation that needs to be, you know. That's going to be the next thing on the mention where attackers, uh, radar, you know, we're going to shut the power off if you. They already, don't they already it. have. I mean, look what happened. What was it last year or the year before? They, um, they shut off. They they took responsibility for power being off in some portion of the world. I don't remember where it was, but power was off for like. A week during Christmas, if you remember that on Security Now, I think it was a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember but, that. Yeah. But but here's the thing, Michael. I don't think they're interested in really doing that. I mean, it was mainly a, a test thing. I don't think they really want to. Th their goal isn't to kill people. Um, their goal is to cause havoc. And if they turn off the power on a consistent basis, they're going to kill people. And that's not what the goal is. The goal is not to kill people. The, the goal is to uh, get the dollar. Yep. Um, it's their goal, and their goal, and they just—they're gonna—they now—they don't finish stuff without some some attempts, uh, at least attempts to put the stop. To their activities, um, but 
Because Trump's sure not doing anything about it. I mean, we see this every day, you know, some, either through CyberScoop or somebody. There's there's ransomware attacks somewhere, and, and you know, Trump or anybody else isn't really doing anything about it. They're not taking a stand on it. They're not saying, "Hey, uh, you know, knock that shit off," or we're gonna um, we're gonna find out who's doing it, and we're gonna come after you. No, uh, no, nothing. The uh, leadership, leadership. I can't talk. I mean, the, the I, I, I was, country. I was really impressed on how fast they caught Twitter's um, attackers. I mean, that was amazing. That was I mean, a- absolutely perfect. amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, and. I mean, you within know, two weeks, the press is like saying we've got somebody, and 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 this is this is you know what we have, and and everything else. And it seems like our leaders in this country is concerned more over shutting down TikTok than with. You know, that then trying to put stop to this kind of activity. And t- TikTok and, uh, is is a problem, but it's. I mean, if they go after TikTok, they should be going after everybody else. I mean, the only reason why TikTok was a problem was because. Um, they knowingly violated COPA law and it's a security problem. But so is what everybody else is doing with all this all this attacking. We haven't gotten anywhere. But I but I'll tell you what, I will review read the article more in full and we'll cover it more in detail next week. Um because I really, I, I mean, we, we will, um, I'll, I'll put it into the roundup uh, th- for this week, and we'll say we'll cover it more next week once we have an understanding of what this, what re- what's really going on here. Because I don't, I don't know, um, but uh, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get to it next week, and I just thought that uh, that I would uh, um, talk a little bit about it now. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. Um, I will, I will, um, I will put it in the in the show notes that this was brought up, and I'll mention that an article and uh, will be um, forthcoming when we talk about this more next week. Um, because I want to understand what this is, so I can regurgitate it. Uh, and as you know, Indiana will be on next hour, and we're going to do phone stuff. So um, that's coming up next hour. Oh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll be listening to that too. And uh, and I guess that's all I have for now. Well, thank you so much for calling, and. Uh, I appreciate uh, you listening here, and uh, I know there were three people on, so I'm I'm glad you're 
you know, taking the opportunity to call in and, and give us a topic for for today. Yeah. And and all of you be safe out there. Especially those on in the, in California listening. My uh, thoughts um and prayers are with you all. Um with all the crowd powers out there. Um and I uh I wish you all the best. I know it's it's we're not even contained. Uh, the maid showed up today, and she's telling me we're we're not even we're not even close to having any type of containment. So, yeah, that's what uh, they were saying on ABC Seven last night. Now, what's when I came across this Richmond article? Yeah, that's they mentioned a- that. Yeah. So, anyway, you are taking it easy, and thank uh, you so much. And and I'll be uh, most likely talking to y'all again the mo- uh, next week. Absolutely. Thank and you so much. You are take it easy. Take it easy. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Uh, So, um, then we'll just add I'm just adding this to the uh, notations. Um, I haven't read this article. Let's um, let's go ahead and get into the other topic that I do have. This. Next article comes from Krebs on Security. We're kind of pressed for time right now. Um, I was going to go into this topic, but uh, as I turned on my Wi-Fi to pick up any messages, I saw that Michael in Tennessee wanted to come on, but... Seems like we're getting another. Uh, well, we were getting a phone call, but uh, I do want to move on. Um, sorry, folks. Uh, it's twelve eighteen, and I want to call Michael at the top of the hour. Um, the article is entitled "Due Diligence That Money Can't Buy." And um, the article in, in, in question uh, that uh, talked about an investment firm that wanted to uh, do some investment work on which companies would, would uh, do well in, in, uh, you know, in the stock market. 
But a, a, a client of this one guy they're calling Nick reached out to somebody in Switzerland called the office of John Bernard and John really seemed from what I could gather of this article seemed very shady and it included uh, his name was included in angel investors Now, this goes over to a website. My ultimate goal is to help businesses starting and building a business to achieve success. And it talks about how he's a successful entrepreneur blah 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 I'm not going to go through all of that but it's linked there I was just curious what it said I thought maybe it was an article but it seemed as though the research about John Bernard turned up much of nothing He made his money in the tech industry, in the dot-com boom. And he'd sold a company that was then bought by Yahoo called uh, called GeoCities, which was around in, in, in the 90s and early 2000s. They couldn't locate the company All of his staff, according to this guy, said that they were all uh, listed on LinkedIn. Um, uh, resided in, in the country of Ukraine. Um... So Nick was suspicious, but somebody was very, uh, was, uh, you know, his people were like, good. Somebody that was, you know, finally interested in something. One of his clients agreed not to pursue it. And, uh. Each side takes time and should take time to research uh, the other side and figure out, you know, what the, you know, management's like and, and, and do research to find out, you know, if the company's real, including finances, management, and any legal liability stuff. Um, sometimes, I mean, there, there's lots here to look at on this article. Mr. Bernard uh, mentioned a firm called InsideKnowledge.com or no, .ch 
And it was formed uh, formed with uh, generalities and stock photos just like his website. So this is this is something interesting because you know we were talking just briefly about using your own due diligence you know when receiving email you know as attachments and uh, it <laughs> it uh, definitely goes to show that just because you have a, an elaborate website I mean I didn't really look at that website I was just I finally got a, an inkling because I was viewing this on the computer and uh, I saw that uh, it um, it was a link so I wanted to take a quick glance but I didn't stay there for very long Eight one eight nine two one four nine seven six. You will find a link to the Krebs on Security article in the show notes when the notes and podcast become available. I will take calls now at eight one eight nine two one four nine seven six. Sorry, I cut everybody off, but I did want to cover this because uh, this type of thing can be can be taken into a lot of of contexts on uh, what you should and, and and shouldn't be looking at in regards to uh, you know what you're trying to do you know you could read a website but you know if there's no phone number or way to contact them to find out you know what's going on I I, I mean I didn't even read the website I but, you know, if you're based in Switzerland, I would be using a Switzerland-based company to make sure that you're valid if I had the money to do all of that. I don't know how much it all costs. But I got to thinking about that article and I thought, you know, I'll just put it in the rundown and we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I figured that would be something that could be brought up because due diligence you, know, you receive something in your email you want to make sure it's valid you can upload to virus total you can communicate with the sender if you're really not sure what's going on with that file you know that's part of due diligence that's why I thought about bringing up this article So I will take calls now, 
Alright, uh, I was going to listen to my one message, but I need to be paying attention to the time. Let's, um... Play. A song while I check out this voice message that was left. And uh, for memories of tomorrow, let's hear Waiting for Dawn. Here is the games you play. Trance Mix. And I'll go check out this voice message that was left and see what it's about. And uh, we'll continue with the program here on 98.6 The Mix. This is the independent channel. I am Jared Reimer. The security box.
98.6 The Mix and the Independent Channel. This is the Security Box. The Games You Play Transmix. The album's waiting for fun. And it's the 2004 album. Jennifer left a voice message stating basically that Trump wouldn't do anything. We know Trump won't do anything to help anybody. As long as it doesn't meet his bottom line, he won't do anything. We know that. Uh, I don't want to turn that in. I don't want to turn this into a political discussion. Even though politics and technology can collide, I get it. But it's not about, you know, whether you like somebody or another. I don't, I hesitate to play it because I don't want, I don't want this to be 
I don't like this person. I like that person. I, I want to know what we can do about the problem. You know, because whether you like somebody or not isn't isn't the point. The point is is to have a dialogue on if Trump isn't going to do something about it and we get Biden in, would Biden even want to do something about it? Or is he too senile, as I've heard reports indicate, that he is? And if he is, he's not going to do anything about it. And so I want to know what people think who, if they were elected, would want to take this on as we've got a national worldwide problem of people sending this stuff around the internet, which is a global network. And they shouldn't be punished for that because it hurts companies, it hurts businesses, it hurts small businesses. And it's not solving any problems for people to be allowed to just go on and send anything they want. I mean, the reason why they get away with it is because they're not telling you what they're sending. They're just saying, here, uh, here's your... uh, I, I see these links all the time. Here's your quote you requested. And it links to some website slash quotation dot html. And I, I go over there, but the website's harmless enough, but I don't know what the quote is. And it's talking about buying services. It's not a quote for any type of service. If I asked for a price on something, you'd send me the price by email. Or call me on the phone. You wouldn't send me to some website saying, here's your quote. 818-921-4976. I've got 20 minutes before I call Michael in Indiana. So the phone lines are open now. At 818-921-4976. And, uh, you know, I don't think any of these current presidents are going to do it. I think this will be another four years of a big time problem, no matter who's elected, whether, whether we agree who you know, whether we like them or not is not the point of this discussion. That's not that's not what the tech program's for. We're getting a call. Security box. Yellow. Um 
I wanted to chime in because I heard the last of your of your um, rant about um, who the hell can fix this problem. I don't think there is any fixing this problem because if people start wanting it fixed, well, then they're going to have to go by rules on the internet. Correct. And who the hell wants to go by rules on the internet? We have rules in regular society that are called laws and there's plenty of people who break them all the time. Correct. So, you know, if they fix this problem, yay, but how much of our freedoms are we going to lose? Well, there is there is common etiquette, right? So... Well, yeah, but there are certain people that don't know what the hell common etiquette is, nor do they practice it, but that's another topic altogether. I'm not even going to go in there. <clears throat> I mean, even internet etiquette, there's there's certain things you do and don't do. Uh-oh. Yeah, well. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that they it cannot be fixed. And it cannot be um, remedied, but I'm saying there there's going to be too many people bitching because ah we were allowed to send this on email before and now we can't. Who the hell do you think you are telling us what we can and can't do on the internet? No, that's, and it that's would not be what a I bigger problem. That's not what I think the solution no, should be. No, I mean there otherwise that okay. So what do you what do you what do you think the solution should be then? Because I honestly don't know how know, the hell anybody would fix it. Having people know what they're receiving. Oh yeah, that'll work until the stupid fucks decide to put that shit in there, what they're receiving, and have it be infected with malware. And that's yeah. just the problem. How fun. And that's just the problem. They follow the trends. And there isn't really <laughs> a good solution. There's I get nothing it. that they can bear, you mean. know. But that's why I talked about this in the first hour when I said if you're going to send something, you need to tell the sender what you are sending. And if somebody receives an email from you with your name in it, and it doesn't include how you communicate, and it's just a link, then that is the red flag for your recipients there. And you train them, this is what I'm going to do. If I send you something, whether it's a link or an attachment or... Uh, anything else I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you what it is if you receive something exactly. from me and it does not have that info in it then I want to know about it and the, and uh, I can tell you whether I sent it or not Mm-hmm. I'd go a little step further and tell them, okay, I'm going to send you something. This is what it's going to basically say. And if it really is for me and I know the person, obviously I'm not going to email people I don't know. But I would like, you know, 
ask them a question about their husband or whatever the case may be for them to know that hell this is not you know put some like personal detail in there that that person would know because you know each other you know like a little clue that says that came from the person instead of and instead of like it being malware because i mean i don't see any any other way around it well, no, because like I, I work for a nonprofit network that sends, mm-hmm. atta- you know, uh, rosters and things, you know, based on the preference of the of the applicants. We have to we tell them this is what the file is. You know, attached is the roster and recent copies of of news journals. You know, these are people we don't know. We're not going to, you know, talk about anything, you know, personal. I mean, these are educators, parents, uh, you know, students. Of course. And so... But it's getting so bad that you, you know... Shit. Might as well shut the damn internet down, but I don't see that happening either. Well... So... China's already done that when they didn't get their way. They shut off the the, uh, traffic at the border and their citizens couldn't do anything. That's already been done. I don't know if if they've ever tested that here in the U.S., but it's been done in China. Go look that up. Oh, how fun. Um... Because China, if you look, if you go look up the Great Wall, the Great Firewall, that's how they started the internet there in the 2000s. I covered that on my podcast back then, the Great Wall. And then there, you know, many attempts of shutting their citizenry out when something was going wrong and they wanted, they didn't like it and they tried to go to Facebook and Twitter and things and they found they couldn't do that, so they used VPNs until China said blocked all VPN access. So this yeah. has already been tested and done. And they learned you can't do that because people will find a way around it. Correct. It's called life. And so. You know, I think it has to start with each individual person like like you and I. If we uh-huh. write an email in such a way where we're telling people what we're sending, like when I sent the link to you from Dropbox Transfer for uh-huh. the show, I said, here's the link to the security box from last week. Uh-huh. And you knew exactly what the link was, and when it greeted you, it it mentioned you know the security box, and it showed you that there were two files there, you know one you know as an MP3 and the other for show notes, and it yeah. allowed you to download them, and that's exactly what we need to do. If it, it has to start with us and and. And showing people that if it's not, if we don't include this information, then uh, this is, uh, 
uh, what the uh, you know the, the, then you might have a problem if I don't tell you what I'm sending. And on of my course. website, you know, you I document it. I say if you know we're going to send you stuff, you know, um, based on your preference. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all I was going to say. So that's that's I think what so we have to do. Freaking close to I, a I damn dictatorship. I don't think but the government. That's another can of worms. Yeah, I don't think the government is going to do it. I think it has to start with us and training the people that we communicate with. If I don't tell you what I'm sending you, if you've got a link that you question. I want to hear from you. Don't you open use it. Use a second method of communication. You know, like it because I deal with so many people on the internet. I tell them if if you receive an email from me, and you're suspicious, go to my website, send me an email, call me by phone. Mm-hmm. I don't send attachments at two, three o'clock in the morning. If, if you get a suspicious attachment oh, hell at no. two, three o'clock in the morning, and that's the timestamp you see in the email, and it has my name on it, but it doesn't match anything else about me, you know, I have a signature. I mean, I see email. You know, it says info at jaredreimer.net. First of all, I don't have an email address called info at jaredreimer.net. And these forms <laughs> are signed. First of and then it's some of them are signed that says that has my slogan on it, the Jared Reimer Network, where everything is listed in one place. That's not how I sign <laughs> my email. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so they're trying to get me to click because <clears throat> they're using an address that you know they typed into my form that doesn't belong to me. If you sent an email to, to info at jaredreimer.net, you'll get an email back saying it doesn't belong here. <laughs> And, this and is funny, so, and at the same time, very serious stuff, boys and girls. This is not kindergarten paint class. This is this is the this is intellectual. You better learn this stuff, or you're not going to survive in this new world. Adios. Adios. Oh. And so that's that's where that's where we are. Um, you know, I, I hate to you know, I mean, I see these types of emails all the time that that you know say, "Hey, uh, you know, whatever you're trying to get me to look at," and I may bite and I may look at the page to see to see what it is, and it looks most of the time they're. Not that big a deal, but I've been lucky so far. I mean, I get an email at Jared, uh, at info at jaredreimer.net or, or something, and it's actually signing my, the, you know, signing it as coming from 
the Jared Reimer Network where everything is listed in one place? Contact form? I don't think so. Alright folks, uh, we're five minutes away from calling Michael in Indiana. And uh, Let's see what I want to play. Here is Twilight Archive from their self-titled album. Here's Palm Dust Lingering.
98.6 The Mix in the Independent Channel. I'm Jared Reimer. We're going to give Michael a minute or so. I was just hearing him posting on the system. <coughs> Palm Dust Lingering by Twilight Archive from the 2003 album self-titled Twilight Archive. It's always nice to have a, 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 a civilized discussion about various things and and coming up, we're going to get Michael on the phone and we're going to talk about some serious stuff. Now, Michael in Indiana has ran his own line that was on a bridge uh, on the telephone systems. And, uh, of course, him and I have talked about some very interesting stories and we're going to be general in our uh, talk here. Uh, nothing uh, will be will be really uh, discussed at length, but uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm gonna hold off taking any calls while Michael's on. Um, Control center. All right, I just wanted to check that. Um, you can email iMessage me, J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. Text or WhatsApp, 804-442-6975. And when the segment is over, then I will look to uh, get messages and, and, and things. If you're on Twitter and you want to message me, you can at 986themix if you're listening live. My personal Twitter is J-R-I-M-E-R-2008. So let's go ahead and give him or call. Good afternoon, Michael. Welcome to the Good. security box. Good afternoon. I almost forgot about this already again. <laughs> it's all good. I heard you posting and I wanted to give you a couple of minutes. Yeah, uh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. So, uh, so, how, so how's the box going today? Uh, it's going well. Um, you wanted to come on the security box because you wanted to talk about some stuff that I thought would be perfect. For I did. Uh, I wanted to kind of. Uh, I wanted to kind of uh, go through some phone system related stuff and how it can relate to security. Um, some of the things I've seen over the years since I've been on the systems, and I've been on the systems off and on since 2010, although I was on for a short period in late 2010, early 2011, 
Then I left the phone systems for almost a year and got back on in early 2012 and have been on ever since. Gonna have to excuse me while I get this kernel of truth on Popcorn Tycoon. Open Popcorn Tycoon. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, it's so a free-flowing show here, so... It, yeah, yeah, you play the same game I do, so it's all good. Um, so after I got back on in 2012, I was doing primarily the conference lines, and I started with the 610s, and, uh, moved to the 712s, and, and uh, you know, started administrating the 712s in 2013, and one of the things that I found about the conference lines especially is that um, when it comes to administration, they are super hard to administrate. The reason they are super hard to administrate is that if you have to get rid of stupid, all you can do is block the phone number and because the systems are open, they change the phone number and they're right back. And the ones that are smart enough to know that um, can be a constant headache. Um, another thing that's common on the phone systems, including uh, 712s and conference lines, the other conference lines, as well as systems like, you know, voicemail systems, like some of the ones that have been in existence and some of the ones that still are, is that being that the phone systems are a lot a high percentage of blind people there are a lot of blind people who don't seem to know what's safe to put out and what's not and give us give us a, a bit of an example of that um, well, just, just so that people can understand because uh, we've got all types um, I've got somebody cited who's listening and, and there may be some other people that listen and of course this goes out through the podcast so um, let's, you know you said you want to be general so we're gonna make it make this a discussion so let's uh, let's be let's talk about some of the stuff we've seen through the years. I have seen everything from people putting out their own personal lives lots of it um, including their personal location um, last name and although I wasn't in the room that it occurred you have seen people get very close to putting out financials or at least the early levels of financials um, people are not careful with what they put out they will they, they have no problem exposing their lives and all parts of it um, and of course there are the issues of people getting mad at people and dispersing information that they've obtained confidentially because, well, they thought they were friends. We've seen that even recently. Well, Way but too I recently like, for like my case, I didn't. 
I didn't really disclose the entire thing, but then when they wanted to turn on me, they made it this huge ordeal of, of not, uh, of, of what it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Well, in the phone world, they will lie, take pieces of information that may be accurate at their own spin. Um, I have seen all kinds of things and unfortunately one of the big problems when people are bashing and they have nothing else everybody gets labeled a criminal a felon gets labeled a sex offender gets labeled whatever somebody wants to label um, because they have nothing else and so it is a big time problem and I'm sure this stuff occurs in other areas of life that are not phone system related but it certainly runs rampant in the phone systems it's one of those big problems one of the things I can say about phone system administration is that I have administrated a number of conference lines as well as a closed voicemail system. And the closed voicemail systems are far easier to administrate because of the design of such platforms. Um, there are a number of these platforms out in the phone world at the moment that you have to actually have a account with the platform and when you have those kind of platforms if people are causing trouble it's much easier to do away with them because you uh, delete their accounts and you know usually they're you know although some will find ways to sneak back in and and do some trickery and and find their find their ways, but most of the time, um, it's it's harder for them to get back in. It's not a it's not as simple as calling your phone provider and changing the number or setting up a new Google Voice or a new Text Now or you know whatever. Um, it takes a little bit more work to uh, find your way back into a closed system. Uh -huh. and that, that, so there's just a lot of different things to phone systems. I mean, I've seen people I mean, I've seen people disperse their living where they where they live and what their environment is and what the problems are their health information and just everything and it's like you know you really shouldn't do that that's dangerous and then there are people who who put out their itinerary for the day that's dangerous let's see how I mean, much fun I'm gonna have today yeah really <laughs> and then there's and then there's others who will uh, ride the the city buses and be on their telephones 
which isn't necessarily bad, but if you happen to be sitting right near the uh, AVAs or whatever or AVAs or whatever they call them in a specific city, uh, you very well could be dispersing your exact location right over the phone system. That's yeah, been done. I know one of one of them in particular. Although I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be too much interested in meeting them. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, but still, you really shouldn't. I mean, I know that you've come on the phone system, but you're on a phone that you've got earpiece or earbuds or whatever. And yep. And I don't think I've really ever heard your AVAs. And even it, it, I mean, you've you've known that my bus has been a tank, though. <laughs> what was that? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. If you got a real loud bus, yeah, yeah. Those things, but, those things hurt. You know, at least, at, at least, you know. I mean, but then if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna come on the system with the and be on a bus, and possibly your AVA could be heard. You're going to do it in a safe place on the phone system in a in a semi-private room that's not a, pol- a public bulletin board that's heard by half a billion people <laughs> on the phone system, so that everybody on the on the phone system knows exactly where you're going that day. You mean you like the fact that I go home and you know I'm going down Ventura Boulevard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, right? Well, at least you're doing it in a in a in a in a safe zone where you're not, uh, you know, you're not posting on every board all over every phone system you get on while you're doing that. And you notice when I was doing that. I was basically in the room in question. I wouldn't go through boards. I wouldn't go through voicemail. I would just be there. Yeah, you would just be there, and maybe sometimes you were muted. Sometimes you were doing voicemail. Sometimes you were doing boards. Sometimes you were in the room if it was just a couple of us, but you weren't in an area where half the phone system was listening to whatever you were doing. (laughs) Another thing I've seen that people are real bad for, and I've had to get on to people, even people that I consider friends, for doing it. They'll, uh, They'll have multiple phones, and they'll be on their home phone, and the cell phone will ring and they'll be having these personal conversations and they don't mute the other phone um i think you did that once and i got on to you yeah you you called called me at home and i took thought i flipped the switch thought i took care of it and uh you called me back like i don't know what's going on Uh, just (laughs) and then we put you out of there and I think it happened one other time recently you were talking to somebody and you were talking to somebody about about something that I considered to be it was financials Um, not 
not very not very not very deep financial but it was financial and i said were you aware that you weren't muted and you said no i thought i muted it and i said well no you didn't but it wasn't really a problem because i was the only one that was active and that i knew was around so i didn't worry about it too much but uh You've done that once or twice. I've seen people do it on the regular, on the chat lines. I I dated a girl who had a nasty habit of that. Um, she would... She was up in Canada, and she would be on her house phone on the chat line, get on her cell phone, and call into her bank and listen to her stuff. And I'm like, stop doing that crap over the phone line. <laughs> you know, what, what? one of our other people, he, he's like, you're not about to empty your password. Uh, no, dude, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, you know, I, I have actually I have actually seen people do that. Fortunately, most of your password systems um, as long as as you're not entering phone system passwords, um, if you're logging into apps on the computer or on the iPhone or whatever the case may be, it's all going to be stars. But um, I did see, I think, one or two cases where somebody was using one of those voice-activated devices to log into one of the phone systems and started to tell it their code and I said if you don't mute your phone I'm going to knock you out of this room and they went oops (laughs) so I have seen so much stuff over the years and it some of it some of it surprises me it shouldn't because you know some of the people on the phone systems are just not that wise, and I know it. They're yeah. They're, how about they're that not... story that I that I told you where they were they were talking about them handing uh, they got their credit cards back after uh, making yeah. That's that kind of that's kind of what I referenced about financial getting yeah out. Somebody got their cards mixed up and was happy to talk about it in an open room where God knows. Who could have been listening to it? I mean, yeah, I suppose it wasn't. Really... <laughs> luckily, luckily, that was only me that morning. <laughs> luckily, that was only you. But I mean, I suppose it wasn't all that bad because it no. wasn't like anybody was giving out any numbers or anything nope. anybody could really use. But no. still, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be putting your personal life that much of it out on the phone. You know, if you're going to be don't know doing that, how about the rest of the... How about the rest of the story? Oh. Oh, you mean these... Well, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of older people that are on the phone systems nowadays. And just like the older people who get nailed by the scammers, some of the older people on the phone systems don't have the sense to know better and they'll start dispersing stuff and it's like uh do you realize how dangerous that is 
That's why I said, why don't you just tell us the rest of the story while you're at it? The rest of the story? Uh, Whatever story I, you're telling, just finish it. Oh, about the, the credit card situation? Yep, yep, just finish it. Give out the rest. They basically, the credit cards were goofed up and somebody had braille and somebody didn't and somebody said I got the wrong one and somebody said whatever they did they got them exchanged and somebody said you know you shouldn't really be dispersing this in an open room yeah that was the the life and I was sitting there like are you kidding me and you know, if you go out on on the public bulletin boards on a lot of these systems, you'll hear people putting out all their medical. Oh, I had to go to the doctor because this is going on, and I had to have this test and that test and some other test, and they said this is the problem, and they got to give me this, that, and some other medication, and it's, you know, and all this, and it's like that. I've not heard too much. Uh, but then again, I don't go cruising all the bulletin boards either. Well, you get on some of these general discussion boards on some of these systems, and you'll hear all kinds of weird stuff that you wouldn't expect to hear. Yeah. I mean, there's a system that I'm on at the moment that one of their boards, there was a, uh, there's a dude who... Um, has recently had some had some trouble, and um, he put has put all of his diagnoses out, everything like that, and it's like, uh, really, wow, you know how dangerous that is. You know how bad of an idea that is? Somebody could take advantage of that and say, we can help you if you just pay us a good $5,000. Oh, yeah, really. So we'll take payments. Uh, we're not going to try and ask you to pay it all at once. We need you to live. You know, we're not going to kill you. Well, I mean, look, people take advantage of the... Uh, COVID-19 pandemic and offer home test kits that turn out to be a scam. I heard that on the news a few yeah, I, months I ago. Did hear, I did hear about that. Um, and uh, they, they, or they never got their kits. Yep. And they had to pay something for that crap, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Ah, that's the life. That's, but I'm waiting yeah. for the I'm waiting for them to actually tell the rest of their life story, like what they've done uh within the last few days. Oh oops. Oh I wouldn't be surprised. And then and then although most of the phone systems, the administrators keep the security high. There's one such system that exists where the administrator is a bigger security problem than any of the users of their system. Oh, yeah. 
That's why that's I said I wasn't the, going back over there for a voicemail line. That's been on the that's been on the podcast associated with this show a number of times. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Everything from losing credit card data to um, major computer crashes that probably could have been avoided if he didn't do stupid crap to. I get mad at somebody and I decide to divulge their sponsorship information. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm glad I'm glad I didn't make the decision to go back there when I wanted a voicemail line. I mean, I thought about it, but I never said I was going to do it. Yeah, you thought about it because of the uh problems with uh one of the problems with the the uh some of the phone systems now is because of the traffic pumping systems. Some providers are putting, making it premium service. And if you want to have a voicemail line and and grab stuff for like these kind of shows, like what you're doing here, um, stuff like Simple Voice and other such systems that are on bridges that have been known to be traffic pumping conference bridges um you know some of the providers you'll you you know you run into the issues like you did before where somebody told you oh i can't call there because it wants to charge me a penny a minute and you said i've never heard of that and i said oh yeah that that's common so yeah, I, I I went to look for something. I'm like, I wonder if I should just, but I wasn't gonna do it anyway because I I don't want that security risk. No, the only safe way to go back on that system, and it's not even completely safe, but the only safe way to go back on that system is pay by PayPal. Yeah, then which, you control it, which I would do, but I honestly don't know if I really want to do that. Well, the question is how long that system will remain because that system is primarily funded by one of the uh, big traffic pumping systems and that system is is headed for collapse. I don't know what's keeping it up as it is. Now describe for our listenership um what a trap I know what it is, but what describe for our listenership what a traffic pumping system is. The traffic pumping system is basically the long and the short of it is that they the companies that provide the numbers they charge the the carriers of the callers into those systems um these sometimes really high or at least they were before the laws changed and I I don't really know exactly what the laws changed to but the the, uh, interconnection charges were reduced by a great deal but they were charging these high charges for the carriers and so you may have unlimited long distance and think that it's okay but your carrier is paying out the backside for the call and then that company is turning around and taking that money and paying the system owner and that system owner is turning around and taking the money and paying the line owner and the line owners 
pass it on down to the room owners. So it's a big money making. The idea behind what started it was actually not intended to be used the way it had been used. Um, a lot of the companies that were providing those systems were rural phone companies that, you know, they created that ability so that the rural phone companies could have some additional funding to upgrade their networks and do whatever maintenance needed to be done and try to improve their service. And what it turned into is a big money-making Ponzi scheme, basically. Uh-huh. And then it became a big-time phone company problem, and phone companies started shutting people off, charging they, for they, it. They didn't just shut off people from calling those lines. They call, they shut people off for calling down to Chicago, and they also yeah, they've been shutting they, that people off for calling when it first um, came out. That one was a problem when it first came out, but I think that was one of the early voicemail lines, and um, it was something that was quite new to the phone companies, and they're like, what the heck is that? Um, but they, they, they actually, I mean, I can mention Livewire because of the fact yeah. that Livewire houses this program through board 974. And uh, I've heard that people were being shut off for calling Livewire, which is an entertainment line. Yeah, there has been some trouble with that. And administration there has provided a, a, a piece of documentation to let the phone carriers know that it's not um, a traffic pumping system. But aside from that, the problem is that most of the providers now have uh, caps, and it doesn't necessarily matter if you're calling a traffic pumping system or not. If you hit your caps, they're shutting people off. Uh huh. There's not much that can really be done, and that's unfortunate. That and that was caused by a lot of the traffic pumping systems, I believe. Uh, Uh, What else? Now, companies like Google, I like their approach because um, although I have seen Google disable Google Voice for uh, too much usage or whatever their algorithm is, but Um, Typically, the systems that they know to be uh, for sure traffic pumping, they've just made premium and you have to pay a penny a minute to call them. Mm -hmm. And so that's how they've elected to to deal with those systems. What else did you want to... Talk about uh, for today's program in regards to all of this. Um, I got through a lot of stuff a lot quicker than I thought I would. That was a lot of the meat and potatoes. Uh, I got a, I got a, I got through it a lot faster than I 
expected, but I guess I convinced things. I will say, though, that a lot of the people that I've encountered on the phone systems, especially in the blind community, um, there's a phenomenon that that I'm not accustomed to, and um, most of the blind people seem to, the reason some of them are such a security risk is because a lot of them don't seem to have a lot of knowledge about life in general and somebody else looks after them and they don't know better and they do stupid things that they you would think they would know better but uh, there's a phenomenon in the blind community that, that I am not accustomed to that I did not run into until I got to the phone world yeah me neither this uh, sheltered ment this sheltered mentality that <clears throat> that exists, where somebody else looks after them, they don't have to take care of their own daily living lives and whatever, and they're not properly educated, and then they get out on the phone systems and start acting crazy because they don't know any better, and they start throwing stuff out that probably ought not be and they don't they don't recognize it's a problem because they don't know better yeah I'm waiting for them to finish the rest of their story like what they did last night oh well uh, that happens in some cases uh, blind conventions um, I seen a story, seen a case that went down on one of the phone systems. A couple of blind people went to the NFB convention one year and they decided to go for more than the convention and they decided to have some fun and their fun wasn't kept between them. Their fun made it across the board of the phone system and everybody in the phone world on that system anyway knew about it that's see now why are you going to put that part of your life out on the phone system I was shaking my head when I saw that and asking myself what they were thinking because I couldn't figure that one out I know it I mean, you, you think you've seen everything and you see something new. I mean, even today, I've been on the phone system since 2012 continuously. That's about eight years worth. And sometimes, even today, I'll see something that absolutely surprises me. And I say, I don't know why it surprises me. I, it shouldn't. But, you know, it often does. Um, I I've seen so many cases where people are supposed to be friends they're supposed to be cool uh, and something goes down and they turn on you or nothing goes down at all you're supposed to be cool and all of a sudden they decide up and turn on you for no reason 
no arguments, no fussing, no no whatever. All of a sudden, they just. I mean, I've seen an episode of that recently. Um, some people I knew that I thought were were close. I thought they were cool, and one of them fell on hard times, and the other one decided to just put them on blast, and kind of shocked me. And then I found out later from the other person in the situation. But that wasn't the first time that had been done. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it, it's surprising to me that people will, will uh, stab each other in the back that way. I, I hate that kind of nonsense. Now you know why. Don't go out on the bulletin board. Much. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially some of them, uh, especially the boards that permit bashing, because those will get out of control, um, and most of the systems that allow it don't have any rules, and that's one of the big sources of personal information exposure right there well that's why I wanted you to come on this program to talk about this to show what what's going on in this I mean this isn't just an internet problem and that's that's why I wanted to bring you on to talk talk to our people um, and this will go out on the podcast you know and I want people to understand that you know you've administered this, and this is something that that you know you and I have seen you know for many many years. And this isn't this isn't just you know an internet problem that we talk about. No, it's not just an internet problem. It's a social networking. It's a social networking problem, regardless of what form it is. Whether it's a phone system or whether it's a, a um, you know, whether it's a phone system or whether it's a, a, you know, a system like Facebook or or any other any other kind, um, it's it's a problem that occurs um, no matter what. And that's the matter. I wanted to bring you on because. As, as an administrator, I wanted people to understand, you know, where somebody like you came from. And we, that's why, you know, we've been talking about this for a few weeks. And I figured, you know, you would be perfect for this because we've talked about the ransomware, the, you know, viruses and the history. But let's talk about phones because, you know, people on the phones don't have to worry about the rest of the stuff that you and I have to. But there's stuff they need to learn. There's stuff they need to learn, too, because they got to be careful about what they expose. Because, you know, with the right information, I mean, your phone number gets out, which I've seen happen. Your phone number gets out. And if people know what they're doing, uh, off goes your phone. 
That happened to me. But that but my phone number never got out. It was actually listed because I had to list it. Um, you know, it's called the Who Is directory. I have to list a phone number. You know, that gives me an idea of what I could do with my text now number. Oops. Use it for the Who Is Use directory. Use it for the Who Is directory. Mm-hmm. It's a separate number. Uh, I thought you used your Skype for that. And I Skype do. Is basically, Skype is basically no different than text now, a little bit, but not much. I do. I do use Skype for that. You're right. But it occurred to me, you know, if I'm going to buy a new domain, you know, maybe changing it to a different number isn't such a bad idea. And, and uh, you know, not have everything all on one number. Probably not. That's probably not a bad idea, especially if you come up with something something special. Uh, like, if you had uh, when you uh, when you start your um, braille transcription business, um, I know you were talking about doing that on a, a subdomain, but I think for a business, especially in order to get it in the uh, Google search, you may need a its own domain. Yep. I mean, now that's an area that you know more about than I do, but... But I'm saying, you know, there's plenty of options to, to, to protect you. You just got to know how to utilize them. Whether yeah, you, you just got to know how to utilize them. Skype I mean, or Google or... That's why Google Google's around, TextNow's mm-hmm. around, Skype's around. There's even other services like it, TextMe. TextMe's uh, around, uh-huh. I saw that. There are, there are a bunch. And Unfortunately, uh, you a lot can of get numbers for free. Are... I mean, you don't have to pay for the number. Nope. Um, I mean, I saw text now recently at, when I was looking at numbers. You know, some of them may be premium, but you got to, you know, you have to look at that. You know, that that's where I talked about due diligence last hour um, in an article from Krebs. You know, Check your due diligence. It's not just about you know researching a company. You know if you if you want to you know look at a service and you don't want to pay for it, make sure that it does tell you it's a free number. Um, and and so that's where again due diligence, you know, and that whole discussion last hour on on the show uh, comes in comes into value. Now it all does. I mean. And although I'm not a big researcher, I've said that on the phone systems many times, but if you're looking for something specific, sometimes it takes a little bit of research. Sometimes it takes a little bit of trial and error. Um, Sometimes you have to look at multiple services and find what works best for you, especially if you need accessibility. Uh Uh-huh. I do notice with text now, I go through the, the through the items on the on the uh, recent list, and all it says is image. You know, it doesn't really yeah, tell me what it is. I gotta go in there to see the phone number. Yeah, their their accessibility 
their accessibility is lacking, but I mean it works. It works. It's not it's not as good as it could be and and just like a lot of app developers, I've emailed them about their accessibility and they either don't respond or they say, We'll look into it and nothing ever happens with it. Yeah. Which is a completely different problem in itself, but but your insight's very valuable. Um, I think I think having this discussion is going to teach people well, and and uh, I know that you've got a system to go administer, so I'm not going to keep you much longer. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've been, I was actually. Uh, I almost forgot about this. I was catching up on not so much uh, administration work. I had already done that, but I was catching up on stuff that I'm a part of there and boards and things. And uh, My phone rang, and I seen the number, and it's like, hmm, there's a good reason for that. So I grabbed it. And, and then and got a get, quick reminder. Oh, whoops! I forgot about this, but I'm ready. I just faced it. Yeah, it's all good. Well, then I will let you go back to uh, catching up on boards. I heard you posting, so uh, go back to go back to catching up, and I will uh, see you in a little while. See you in a while. Thanks for thanks for doing this, and hopefully people will learn some stuff. Hopefully, um, I I do believe this uh, makes it to the most popular phone system in the phone world at the moment. Yeah, and uh, so maybe people will 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 hear it, and although. I made it very general for the for security, especially when it comes to uh, administration. No matter what it is, uh, whether it's the conference lines or otherwise, um, I spoke very little on administration for a good reason. Uh, but hopefully, you know, people will be able to say, "Oh, well, you know, this guy's been at this a while." And, being the fact that he's administrated it and being the fact that he's been a caller, he's seen all this crazy stuff and why is it going on? Yeah. And that is the ultimate question. Why do why do people continue to do it? You know, you try to educate people. I mean, even in my days before I was doing any kind of administration work, as a caller, I'd say, you know, this is not... Even before I learned a lot about security, a lot of this stuff is common sense. Why are you dispersing the kind of stuff you're dispersing? Um, why are you not more careful with, with, uh, with what you're doing? And... People just don't know. They just, they just don't get it. And I guess the reason people in the phone world don't get it is that most of them don't have computers and most of them don't have internet and most of them 
think it's a computer internet issue. They think the phone systems are a safety net. But it's not. But it's really no different. But they don't they don't see the similarities. And that's why I wanted to bring you on. That's exactly why I wanted to bring you on. I figured, you know what, I'm ten episodes in. Let's get somebody on here who's who's done phone work. And you know, because people will you know I have heard of cases this this goes back many years. This has been going on since well before I was on the phone systems, but I've heard of cases where people um they'll be talking to someone and then they three way into a system and people read touch tones and 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 do whatever and their 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 boxes on the systems are compromised because they they made some kind of bad move i've heard this out on public boards oh well i did this and this guy got my code because he could read touchstones and, and he knew he knew my he got my code even though i didn't give it to him and and it's like well don't walk into stuff when you got Something on three-way. Don't do that. You don't... And the thing is, is you don't know if people can do that. You... You don't know if they have that capability. I can kind of sort of do it. Me too. Not not good, but I can kind of sort of do it. If I concentrate enough, I can do it. I I can't do it enough to really be able to use it, but... You know... I can do it to an extent. Uh, so can I. So it's like, you know, be careful with your, um, you know, and, and, and some of these systems, even your, uh, even your home voicemail and cellular voicemail, some have, uh, Skip pin options or auto login options or whatever they want to um, password security or turn it off options, whatever they want to call it. Um, and one of the big problems with people, their phone numbers getting out and the spoof card problem that exists in today's world, mm-hmm. which that I don't know too much about because I that I haven't. I've seen I've seen the results of it because I I know there are people in the phone world who have used it to, to that's another way of of quick changing phone numbers and so that is another problem but if you know what you're doing and you get somebody's number and you want to break into their home voicemail or their cell voicemail or any any of the phone systems I've seen a couple that have some form of uh, you know faster faster login um, and if, if you do that and somebody spoofs your number and and they've got enough of your they know enough about you um, they can break into stuff and things can happen. I've I've seen people who don't use good codes or who use who use the same codes for 
multiple things and things happen that shouldn't. I I've seen you know people get into the phone systems and do crazy things because they manage to get access to someone else's box through one one means or another and then the box holder is like I didn't do it I didn't do it well somehow your box was compromised and you know you did something you shouldn't I've seen it as a caller and I've seen it in my days of administration I think I've talked about some of that on this pod well not on this particular one because this is still new but on, on my tech podcast I talked about some of that oh yeah that's been going on since phone systems came out I mean that probably went on on eVoice it's gone on on Fillmore mm-hmm. it's gone on on phone systems since phone systems came out now is LiveWire the exception or is LiveWire does LiveWire have that kind of problem I've seen it it's not as common uh, we um, you know it's it's been it's been discussed on on boards by uh, by administration over there that, that it's not safe and it's been discouraged um, more than the other phone systems so I don't think it's as big of an issue as it has been on some of the older systems mm-hmm. where there's not as much education but um, I can't I can't necessarily say it doesn't happen but it's hopefully it's not as prevalent I haven't heard of too many cases of it Got you. I, I figured I'd ask because you, you helped run it, so I, I figured I'd ask. Yeah, and that particular system is really designed well, so security is. is security is top notch. Absolutely. That's the best way to design a phone system. The seven one twos and some of the others could could take lessons from from that guy. I know. Uh, me too. I mean, look, I was trying to help somebody and I got scolded. You shouldn't be doing... Yeah, well, where I came from, that wasn't how it worked back then. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, yeah, so. you don't have... Um, you know, back in the old days when there wasn't remote access and there wasn't, you know, there wasn't these safety nets even in computer stuff I mean nowadays um, if I need you to fix something on my Facebook account I can say okay hand them into my into my computer with JAWS Facebook remembers my code because the browser remembers it you can get on and fix whatever it is you need to that I need you to help me fix and I never have to expose my password. Correct. Or if you need to enter it, you enter that. I don't touch it. Yeah, and and all you're going to hear is star, 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 because that's how the computer systems work. Correct. So nowadays, 
even the way it's done in computers doesn't have to be the way it was done when you first started. No. Absolutely not. I mean, when you first started, it was, you know, a whole different world. I mean, there were probably no remote options. There were, there was no, you know, safety nets were, were never there. Um, but we didn't have to worry about that then. You know, it was like, here, give me your password and I'll, I'll stay on the phone with you and you can tell me what you need and I'll, I'll take care of it. And, but uh, now, uh, you can't do it. No, you can't. No. I got worse. scolded. I was trying to help somebody. I was like, you don't know what's taking up the bulkiest space? Let me help you. What's your uh, web password? It's not a good idea. Nope. I mean, we talked about that at great length. And uh, it's like, oh crap, there's this option and that option. And I don't necessarily have to do it this way. You know, and the cool thing is that a lot of people like to make creative name tags on these systems. And I've seen cases of the caller on some of the other systems that don't have nearly the abilities that Livewire does and you don't have a choice but to you know compromise your box to let somebody help you with name recordings and and you know one of the reasons that I think Livewire is safer is that you don't have to because of some of the features that exist there. Right. And we can talk about features, you know, on on, on what different systems have on a, on a different show and why, you know, we think LiveWire is the better way to go. Oh, it's, got, it's, it's just got more stuff. I mean, it does. I like to keep stuff generic. I'm an administrator over there, and I'm not compromising anything by, you know, you know, disclosing anything. But, um, you know, for for people who that that system has free access and, and paid access, and you know, if you want to know why that system is safer, try it. Right. You'll figure it out. That's what it's about. Well, Michael, I'll let you get back to catching up on your boards. And uh, I thank you so much for coming on today's program and spending about an hour with us talking about the security landscape of the phone world. Did you uh, know much of this, or was this a learning experience for you, too? Um... There was some of it that I could pick up um, just based on how systems are are designed um, and so forth. But, um, you know, the administration side is not something I'm too familiar with. I did manage a room on one line, but managing a room and managing an entire system is completely different. Oh, especially on the conference lines, it definitely is because... Um, you know, over on those lines, there's really nothing to help you. I mean, you got a block button, and that's all you got. 
I mean, even in the rooms, there, there, you know, I did find the blocking and I did see how it worked because I tested it. But you know, it's not nearly as good as it's not nearly as good as when you have a system that requires an account of some kind, whether it's a a voicemail box or whether it links to your phone number or whether it. You know, I've seen over the years. I've been on different systems that have different ways of um, of having account specific uh, setups, and you know, the, the conference lines don't have that. And so there's there's really nothing to to stop the chaos. I mean, well, I knew uh, when I set up a box over there, I had you know I had tied it to my phone number. Well, yeah, you can do that, but that box was just for the voicemail stuff. Uh huh. But the rest of the line, it didn't matter, and Correct. so, um, you know, you didn't even have to have a voicemail box, and you could tear up the bulletin boards in the rooms and whatever, causing all kinds of all kinds of havoc mm-hmm. and you can't do that on systems that require uh, require you to be a coded user or have a mailbox or whatever they want to term it on that on that particular system whatever system it may be correct and if you have and on those kind it's you know you get rid of you get rid of chaos and it usually doesn't it usually doesn't recur or at least if it does it's a lot harder for it to recur right I know there's been a number of conference systems that have been in existence over the years two one eight seven one two six tens and they've all had they've all had basically the same design they were pretty open and they've all had the same problem the same kind of problems it's like having an open internet chat system you know with no no controls and I I think that's how it used to be when the internet chat systems first came out but I I don't think that lasted too long. Uh, no. No, we don't have chat rooms now uh, like we did in the 90s. No, but didn't there used to be, um, in the early, early days, didn't there used to be, like, uh, I heard about one. It was called CompuServe. That um, was an internet provider. Well, it had some kind of bulletin board type chat based tech. Yeah, AOL had chat. one. Yeah, AOL had one. Mm-hmm. But the way I understood it, a lot of those in the early days were pretty open and you could pretty much just access them and cause all kinds of havoc. There wasn't much, wasn't much security. No. No, you're right. And so, you know, that's how some of the phone systems are. And some of them have never 
been upgraded. They've never fixed it. You know, people have told the owners of those systems that, you know, it has these problems. This, you know, this being so wide open causes these problems and, and, you know, they never, uh, they never wanted the, they never wanted to do anything to improve upon that. Most of those systems have never, most of the systems have never been upgraded and, uh, and, and, uh, what? Some of those have been around 20 years. Mm-hmm. And many of those haven't been, haven't been upgraded in the 20 years they've been around. Correct. So security's never been improved. There's, there's one that's still in existence, but, um, They've got a major, major hacking problem over there, and they refuse to acknowledge it. They claim it doesn't exist. Um, one of their line owners advertised his line on a line that I used to administrate, and you know, because of the fact that the systems were open, I took a few Google numbers and went over and caused some havoc over there. That was the only line I took those Google numbers on. But because that line owner either knows what he's doing and had the capability to do it, or he knew somebody that knew what they were doing and had the capability to do it, my Google numbers got blocked off his line and then system wided off the whole system. And when I reached out to the administration over there, they said, that doesn't happen. Only we have access to that. And that's all they, that's all they could say. Well, I'm like, well then, explain it to me and they're like I don't know I don't know you know they're like I don't know what happened so they they're they're one that they're one that refuses to realize they've got they've got problems and there's another system that I used to be a caller on that um pretty much although it still exists it's not it's not doing all that well but I've heard that it's got the same kind of problems people can get in there and start messing with it and it's never been it's never been fixed so I don't know what kind of setups they're running and if they're not running good secure connections for their uh, admin controls or what their problem is but um, you know they're obviously on the computer side they're way behind the times yeah. Is that probably the, is that probably the deal or 
They're behind the times in the computer, the computer world. And that's why they, they're having those kind of problems. Because those are the only two systems that I know that are having those kind of problems. The other systems that I know of that still exist, um, I've not heard that stuff about. So, I'm thinking that some of these are older, older systems, and they're probably not running the the. Uh, most up-to-date secure stuff you're probably right but I guess you know those are the a lot of those are the traffic pumping systems and those all they're really in it for is the money that they're making and they Although the company that manufactured both of those systems that I was referring to um, has been in the business a while, they must have some security problems that they don't realize they have. That's unfortunate, though. Yeah. You know... With your internet-related systems, they're constantly upgrading security, and the phone systems, uh, the owners of some of them, some of the older ones have definitely fallen behind in that area. That's I think as a result, that's, that's what though. caused a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's unfortunate though, because uh, it uh, it can definitely be improved. But I think I think it's just a matter of time before they close. Oh yeah, I I, I think there'll be a day when there's pretty much one phone system, and that'll be the the only thing around and. You know, let's let's not kid ourselves as, as much as it's uh, the premier system of the phone world. The guy that runs it's not going to live forever, so. Yep. And eventually, it won't even be. It won't even be around forever as no. much as it would be nice if it were. Eventually, we won't have any. Well, think about all the ones that have already gone. Laser, K7, Open Popcorn Tycoon. Got another one of those kernels like I had when I first started. K7, Laser, E-Voice. All the, all the mini that have been around since before my days. Graffiti. They've all come and gone. Yep. And there aren't too many that have lasted as long as some of them that are still in existence now. Yeah. 
Now, I think the reason eVoice flopped was because they were running off 800 numbers, and I, I think their problem became that their bill got too big and they couldn't support it anymore. Yeah. I think that was their issue. Um, I don't know what graffiti's trouble was. Um, I don't know what what was the cause of graffiti's end, but I don't know if you know much about that one. They moved to a toll-free number. Uh, that's all I know. And then they eventually went out. Yeah. Probably because they went to toll-free and that... They probably had the same... They probably ran into the same problem E-Voice did. Too much usage and couldn't... It became not cost-effective. Kind of the same... Uh, the same problem that you have with T1 lines. Yeah. They, they become not cost effective after a while. I know it. Yeah, I bet there's, I mean, I don't know much about this, but I bet there's a lot of, a lot of cost to keeping these phone systems running, the, keeping the hardware running, keeping the, you know, keeping the phone lines that, that power them running. Um, you know, upkeep. Yeah, I don't know about a lot of that, but um, I don't have that kind of insight, but I wouldn't doubt that you know, there's a lot of cost there. It has to be that. That why else would so many of these phone systems have died off so quickly? I mean, it has to be a cost problem. Yeah. When you suppose. I would suppose you're right. There's a big, uh, a big cost to running these things, and they, uh, you know, they got to have good funding to keep them up. And if you don't, you're not gonna, not gonna be able to keep them up. Correct. Although some of them have tried the advertising route, like Laser, they did advertising, but um, they had a company that advertised, and every time you logged in, you got their uh, their advertisement, but apparently that wasn't enough to keep them around. Yeah. Somebody getting sleepy over there? A little, well, no. No, um, maybe a little hungry, but not sleepy. Ah. Because you remember laser in their advertising. 
Yes, I do. And then K7 went directly by email, so there wasn't any advertising. And, and then I found out that K7 and Laser were both ran by Call 8. And they just said, we don't want to keep it around anymore. We want to concentrate on the uh, on the uh, business side, which is you know the toll-free side, which is what they do. They have toll-free, they have local access, and and premium options, and so they... Do you think it was no longer cost-effective? Is that why you think a lot of these systems have come and gone? Oh, yeah. I, I don't think there's any... I, I don't think there's any doubt that, that uh, you know, cost was, was a big factor. I mean, you know, laser, if you didn't use your number, it was gone, and, so, and, and they only had a limited number of them. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet you it got all full up and they didn't have any numbers left because everybody was utilizing it and they didn't want to pay for more. So they just said, you know, let's just kill it. And I guess the ones that have remained have just uh, had the funding to be able to survive. Yep. Even the ones not, that I'm aren't surprised. I'm surprised yet one of them is still running because nobody's paying for it. The parent company's spending all this money on it. Well, I think since they're one of the ones that doesn't upkeep it, I I think uh, their costs are are probably minimal because all they're doing is is. Uh, paying for the spot in the data center, paying whatever they're paying for the phone lines. They're they're using VOIP lines, which are cheaper. Mm-hmm. And so, and then of course they're traffic pumping. So even though their minutes are down, they're getting subsidized. So they're surviving. Right. I think that's. Uh, I think that's why they're still around. And but that the might other, not be much other, longer either. That might not be much longer. And the other one that's subsidized by the other traffic pumping system. If that traffic pumping system goes down, and they cancel their boxes on that system, I think that guy is done. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Because that system used to be top dog, and then they got a little competition from some of the other systems that have come out over the years. And and, and let's make it clear that they stole some of the other system stuff. Yeah, and trying it their to stay own. competitive because trying to stay competitive because they don't know what they're doing, and they've still not stayed competitive. I'm sure not going over there. I want a voicemail line, but not bad enough to not not, not bad, bad enough, enough to go over there. Oh no! I'd rather have Actually, a voicemail line over here where I am, but. Right now, there's no outside access, and maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. 
Probably not. If it did, it Probably would not. Come, with a, come with a cost. It's a cost that nobody wants. The owner don't want it, and the subscribers wouldn't want it. Most of them wouldn't really want it anyway. Yeah. Although there are some who said they'd be willing to, but um, I think the bulk of the subscribers probably wouldn't. So, but if it did, it did, but if it doesn't, well, it probably won't. Yeah, probably won't. Probably not. Of course, there are still systems like K-Phone that are still around, but that thing, I don't... That, that... Now, that thing, they have revived that. Uh, that's like a cat with nine lives. I'm telling you right there, that's a cat with nine lives. Oh, yeah. And then some... Because uh, that thing has been... That thing has crashed more times than I can count. Somehow they've still revived it and put it back up I know it I don't know how but they me neither <laughs> probably because it's running I mean, a DOS box that just keeps chucking along well the last DOS drive it was on the, the it had bad sectors and then the guy that has it now put it on a new one and it it's running okay but it's crashed a time or two there and every time it crashes it breaks something and they don't know how to fix it so it's now oh gee the new user application over there is broken they can't even they have a new they've had, they've had to come up with an alternative process for getting new users onto that system because it's that's broken <laughs> uh, talk about administering a nightmare yeah I would not want to administrate that one I'd just say that's it this thing can't survive like this well, the way I understand it, the guy that has that one now is, even though he's like a young guy, he likes the dinosaur machinery, the dinosaur computers, the, he likes that nostalgia, I guess, and he's determined to keep that thing running. Um, he even somehow managed to get the original number for that system even though that number had been disconnected for some time he managed to get the original number for that system I don't know how he did it but he managed to do that and he's like he's all about the he's got to be about the nostalgia I don't I don't know. He's uh, he's he's different. That's what makes it interesting. I've not known too many people who are stuck on the old technology and don't want to upgrade, but he definitely is. 
Matter of fact, I got a I got a box over there, but I after most of the systems I've been on over the years, I go over there and I can't deal with the audio quality over there. It's like ugh, I don't wanna be there. That's probably why I let my box lapse, because every time I go on there, I was the only one there, and I found it of not, no value to me. <laughs> yeah. why I left all those years ago. Yeah, I told you I could probably contact administration and get your box active, and you're like, don't bother. <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, listen. It's been it's been great fun. I should probably let you go back to doing your administration work. You know, I really appreciate your time this afternoon. Yeah, thanks. I probably uh, probably have stuff to do. So we will catch up. And thanks so much for being on. And maybe we should do this again sometime. Yeah, maybe we'll find another uh, another good subject. The whole world discussion was was definitely good. Uh, you learned stuff you didn't know a lot of it I think you did because uh, a lot of my even though I've done system administration for a while a lot of what I a lot of my knowledge has come from being a caller because even when you even when you administrate a system, whether it's a 712 line, conference line of some kind, or something else, you're not only running the thing, but if you're, you know, out on the system enough and around enough, you kind of wear both caps, the caller cap and the administrator cap, and you learn on both sides of the coin. Absolutely. That's the great thing about it. Well, thanks so much for being on, and uh, we'll definitely have to do something uh, on another yep. podcast sometime. Now you can uh, finish up your show and do whatever editing has to be done, and make it available to the to the internet public. uh-huh and that's what we'll end up doing I will probably see you within, within a half an hour to an hour thanks so much for being on today yep have a good afternoon you too bud bye bye now Well, administering phone lines, ladies and gents, talking about old, new, all types of stuff. And yes, I even made a new file when we had a break in the conversation so that uh, we can keep on going without breaking uploading. But sadly... I'm out of time. We went over, which is fine. 
I knew that we would today. And yes, I am hungry. I understand I've got a voice message, but sadly, I need to listen to it first instead of just playing everything live on the air. So if uh, there is voice messages needing, uh, wanting to be aired, we will air those as part of broadcast number 11. I don't have anything scheduled at the moment for next week for a topic, but I'm sure through the next week we'll be checking out the news, the notes, and finding things of interest. For the security box, I am Jared Reimer. Thank you so much for listening to today's program, participating. I'll deal with voice messages and get them available for next week. I promise that. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Stay secure. And remember to do your due diligence. Goodbye, everybody.
Another one busted dust. Ow! Another one busted dust. Hey, hey! Another one busted dust. Next week, because of our uh, extended interview with Michael in Indiana, I will uh, play uh, this week in uh, security news for this week, uh, and next week uh, in multiple files. Um, I remembered I had to play it, but we are going to be running over if I play anything else. So that will definitely be next week. This week in the security landscape for uh, last week, the 16th, uh, uh, news ending the 12th, and then we'll have news ending the 18th. And both of those will be played next week. I'll be sure to do that because uh, we're out of time. So I will see everybody uh, next week. It occurred to me it didn't get played, so I want to make sure to let you all know that we'll have a double dose of news next week. Goodbye. <laughs>